Welcome to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer, a show dedicated to creating change and emotional healing for executives, professionals, and expats in the various stages of marriage breakdown and divorce. Discover insightful strategies to better manage your personal affairs and learn secrets to creating more happiness, love, and success in your life Hi, this today. this is Nicola Beer, and you're listening to Divorce Talk. Today I'm going to talk about what do you do if your ex badmouths you to your children? During an online coaching session last week, I was speaking to Kate. Kate shared with me how angry she was at her ex. That morning at the breakfast table, her daughter had blurted out, Dad said you took all the money and that's why he cannot take us on holiday anymore like he promised. Kate was fuming. She really wanted to scream and say, took all the money. We barely got enough just to cover our basic needs. If your dad is concerned about money, then why is he spending on that new car or on that dreadful woman? Instead, she vented about her ex to me in our private sessions, where we could then discuss ways to de-stress and respond. Clearly, that would have been the wrong response for children. But what is the right response? Omar had a similar situation. He found that his former in-laws, his children's grandparents, were bad-mouthing him. His son had said to him, Grandma and Grandad said you deserted your family values and that you're a bad person. They also said about his smoking. His son turned round to him and said, Mum and Grandad said that you're hurting and killing yourself and other people by smoking and that smoking is evil. Omar was hurt, shocked and unsure on what on earth he should say back to his little son. He had tried his best for years to make the marriage work, but it wasn't meant to be. They just weren't compatible. He was also upset because they knew that he smoked before he even got married. And whilst he's not proud of smoking, he thought that no child should have to hear about killing or death. This ruined his week because he couldn't stop running it through his mind. Talking it out with me gave him the opportunity to really get it off his chest and decide on his response to his ex and his children. If this is happening to you right now, I really encourage you to talk it through with a trusted friend, a family member or coach. Just get things out of your head and speak to someone. In today's session, I'm going to talk about the three most frequently asked questions when it comes to bad-mouthing to children. These are, do I defend myself to my children? Do I confront my ex? And what do I say to my children? So let's first address what to say to children when you hear something that your ex has said about you. I believe that a good way to to answer these hurtful comments is to first acknowledge them and then to address them in a way without being defensive or attacking, but in a way where you're still giving children some answer or something to say back rather than just completely saying don't talk about it or I don't want to hear it. So I've got these examples based on some that I've created with people on my stress-free co-parenting six-month programs and they've worked for them. So these are not uh, a must, you must say this or you must not say this. This is just some general suggestions and I've actually 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 put it into three categories. So for one, for sort of general lies or gossiping, 
one for adult issues that you really don't want children to, to hear about and you think are inappropriate, and one's for differences of opinion, differences in habits and rules. So I hope there may be something useful out of this that you could possibly use or build upon. Or if you have any comments, I'd love to hear from you, hear your examples, and if you use any of these, how they go. So please do message your thoughts to me and or leave a review on iTunes. So for general lies or gossip, I would say you really want to you really want to get across that gossip and gen- and lies are not something that you want in your household you want to acknowledge how the child is feeling and then you you also probably want to let them know that they don't have to defend you or stand up for you so it could be you know I'll break it down for you it could be something like this you know, I'm so sorry that you had to hear that about your father It's not true. I imagine it must have been really difficult, uncomfortable and sad for you to hear bad things about me. Gossiping and bad-mouthing people is not a nice thing to do. So in this household, we don't say bad things about other people or talk about them when they're not here. So that you could say something like that. So it just lets children know that you're not going to tolerate bad-mouthing or gossip in your house. Then you may want to add something so they know that they don't have to defend or stand up for you. So this can be, when people at school or other places talk badly about other people, you just have to ignore it. If it's about me, you don't have to defend me or stand up for me as I can stand up for myself. So just let it go in one ear and out the other. So that's what I recommend or suggest as a, an idea for general lies or gossip. Now, when it comes to adult issues, things about money, things about affairs, child support, child support disputes, here you really want to say, I'm sorry you've heard about adult issues and it's confusing, and then maybe try and explain if you feel that you need to explain. I'm going to give you the example in this scenario of what Kate used, that she said it worked really well. When her child said to her that, you know, the dad said that they couldn't go on holiday because the mum had spent all the money or the mum had taken, stolen all of his money. So this is what worked for her. I wish your dad wouldn't talk about adult issues with you in such a blaming and confusing way. It's true that neither of us have had much money as we did before the divorce. For a while, we won't have many extra treats like holidays abroad but we will have all the things that you need for you, your school, and any other important small things. That's the example and exactly her words, so thank you, Kate, for letting me use that, that she said to them that we work brainstormed together that work really well. So the next category is habits or differences of opinion. So this can be things where you and your ex do not see eye to eye. Something could be about rules that you have in the household, could be about smoking, eating, any other things that you really don't have a dif- you ha- really have a difference of opinion on and you want to be able to not involve your children into that dispute or argument. So this is where you say, you know, acknowledge again how the child is feeling and saying that you and your ex see do things differently and don't see eye to eye. Before we go, before I give you the example, I just want to say that if you are 
having difficulties with different rules, perhaps it could be a good idea that you sit down with your ex and establish some some rules for children that they have. I've actually talked about that in another podcast, so do subscribe and you'll be able to get that. And that's called Establishing Clear Rules for Children After Divorce. And co-parenting plans I will be talking about in up-and-coming podcasts. So again, if you subscribe, then you'll be able to make sure that you get this information if, if you find it useful. So the example I'm going to give here is actually what Omar used to his son when his his son turned around and said that smoking is evil and that he's killing other people and that he didn't didn't have very good family values after they got divorced. That must have been really upsetting to hear. I don't know why they said that. Your mother and I see things differently, but we absolutely love you. And even though we're not together anymore, I will always be here for you. That's what I suggested for Omar to say. And he said that when he said it to his son, it worked really, really well. His son gave him a huge hug and then ran off to play. It's really important that when you answer your children, you acknowledge how they're feeling and then say something where they get some kind of answer but can move on. In high-conflict parenting relationships, you may find that you are the butt of jokes or gossip by your ex their partner or their family. And the hardest thing is not to react when deep down you really want to stand your ground, let them know that what they're saying is out of order and more importantly hurting and confusing the children. But if you do let it consume you or spiral out of control into a shouting match, you'll get drawn back into that abusive cycle which you really have tried so hard to to escape. So even if you have sole custody of your children you really still can't protect them from everything they may or may not hear so should you defend yourself well this differs depending on the circumstances but generally I would say it's best not to because you don't really want to make this about you your feelings or your ex it's best for your children if you can end the conversation by acknowledging how your children feel and making them have Just enough of an answer to satisfy them so that they can then go off and play. The reason that I say it's best not to is because if you do, you may be drawing your children in deeper and they then may feel that they have to go back and report back to your ex or defend you in the future or share your comments. And children really should be playing, having fun, doing their homework and focusing on things that children do rather than being involved in parent disputes. Ideally, as much as possible, children need to be shown that parents are a united front when it comes to parenting after divorce. You know, they need to know that you're there together and you're still parenting together, rather than two separate rules and homes and disputes and arguments. Agreed parenting plans can be a really important way a really beneficial way for you to do effective co-parenting together. I'm going to be talking about parenting plans in new podcasts coming up, so be sure to subscribe if you really want to, to learn about that. So now let's go on to that difficult and very frequent question I'm asked. Do you confront your ex? In all honesty, only you can decide this, but I would really assess this based on 
how well you get on with your ex. And if they are genuinely, unintentionally letting things slip, or if they are maliciously saying things about you. I believe in most situations, it's best not rise to the bait or confront them if you think they're deliberately trying to say bad things about you. If they're doing it to be spiteful, they've obviously still got some bitterness or anger towards you and they're trying to provoke a reaction. And if they're like this, perhaps if you do retaliate or show them that they've got to you, it could create more fighting, more conflict and that they may continue even more if they know that they're pushing your buttons. And this would be the worst scenario for children because then children would hear more bad things about you. And children just only need to hear really good, loving things about their parents. And children need to know that their parents love them and are there for them. And it's a really bad example to set to children to hear bad-mouthing in the first place. When my parents divorced, I was told that my dad didn't love me and us children, my brothers and sisters, because he didn't give us enough money or any money. I heard this on a weekly if not daily basis from my mother who was, bless her, struggling to raise five children on very little finances and my dad was in between jobs so obviously was not providing enough money for my mum to feel financially secure. So I heard this on a weekly if not daily basis that money meant that people love you and that no money means that people don't love you. This really had a negative impact on my relationships in my teens and early 20s. Thankfully, I was able to d- discover this false belief and change it. I started working as a Samaritan, a volunteer on an emotional line in the UK, and it was actually one of the trainers of the course that pointed out that I had this strange belief that money equals love. I'm so thankful to her for uncovering that belief and letting me know that it's not true and not everyone has it. Needless to say, my relationship started getting much better as rather than being with someone that treated me badly but showered me with gifts, I then was able to get that balance with someone that was genuinely really caring and it didn't matter what they spent. That's why I find coaching and talking things through with other people so powerful. Having someone that listens to you and can help you change limiting beliefs is really, really important. So whether it's with a coach, a friend or a partner or family member, do talk things through if things are bothering you and get some support. I had a lady who flew in from Saudi Arabia about two weeks ago. She had a limiting belief that all men will run off with a younger woman. It was two years after her divorce and she was considering dating again but she knew that she needed to heal from the scars of her past relationship ending and her divorce and she felt that all men would cheat on her all men would run off with a younger woman so when she was dating this was having a real negative impact on her trust and on how attractive she came across to potential partners because she just always put herself down and felt very down about herself so we did some work around her self-esteem and self-confidence 
and really challenging these beliefs. So if you realise that you have some deep beliefs that you really feel are not supportive and you don't know where they've come from, start challenging them or work with someone to change them. Going back to the children situation in divorce and bad-mouthing, the good news is, according to US studies, that children of divorce only need to have one parent provide a safe and nurturing environment for them to flourish. One where they don't have to get involved in arguments, conflict or take sides. You cannot control your ex, or what anyone else for that matter, says about you. But you providing a loving and safe environment can make all the difference for children. And it's something totally in your power. The best you can do is to make the household safe, fun, nurturing and loving. Stop the bad mouthing before it has a chance to really infect your home and your children. The children will love you for this because they will not be made to feel awkward in the middle. Instead, they just have a positive, happy environment. And finally, I just want to say, if lies are being spread regularly about you, just trust that your children love you and that they will see the truth. Defending is often not necessary because as children get older, they can see the truth and they can see through lies. I've seen this many times and including through my own experience. So just trust in that. From my heart to yours, I wish you Thank you for listening to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer. If you have enjoyed the program, please leave a rating and review on iTunes so more people dealing with marriage breakdown and divorce get the support they need. If you want more great free resources such as Secrets to a Happier Relationship, Moving on Fast After Divorce, or Tips on Parenting Through Divorce, be sure to visit purepeacecoaching.com today.